Rouge, just finish that line off for me, please. <laughs> you were good in the van. Yeah, we're in it for the long run. <laughs> Listen, a young person sounding so committed. Wow. So Thank you. You've See, really... these, are, these are purely because I'm amazing parents. I've oh. seen it happen, so it's possible. <laughs> oh, man. And you're making me remember one of the statements said by Jared uh, Ricketts, our first guest today, that, you know, what shaped his career and his life are his parents and his 100%. family. And I 100%. think for, for you as a female artist, I mean, you brought out your single in 2016 but you had bangers I'm telling you songs like about Dololo uh, yeah. popular Shebangwano and okay one by one and you know yeah. you've got these big singles what, what what are some of the challenges as a female rapper songwriter actress and models that you yeah, have I think, faced I think honestly it, it was exactly that that I was female and mm. that already was you know it was already a setback because of the fact that I decided to enter a genre of music that wasn't necessarily trying to hear what women had to say um, during that time. It was more of we were just there to be an aesthetic rather than being heard. So, you know, the moment I decided to do that, it became very tricky from not only just the music side of things, but even just being taken seriously, even just in, you know, the boardrooms and, and trying to have proper conversations with people without... Um, being shut down because um, there's an idea that we don't necessarily know what we're talking about when it comes to the genre or just because we're a woman and we're kind of expected to keep quiet at that time. So it was a very rough time coming out. Um, I know not just for myself, but also for my other fellow females in the game. And I'm just glad now that we're kind of seeing the change. A lot more change needs to happen, but it's a lot more easier for other females to start coming out because you know, the fight had been started a long time ago. And when you say, what has caused the change? You mentioned that there's a bit of change that you're seeing. What has caused this change? I think it's because um, just so many of us are finally coming out. You know, at at first there was always this idea that there could only be one, you know, that there could only be that one um, first lady or whatever. But now we're really coming out in our numbers. And if anything, we're probably, you know, we're we're probably, you know, in, in terms of, proper conversation that's happening now. I mean, I feel like a lot of us girls, you know, from just performing to, um, you know, even the conversations that we're having at this moment, there's just a lot of conversations that have been created, which has allowed a lot more females to enter the game as well. And not just purely under the pretense of being a first lady or whatever, but purely being in the state, a state of mind of we are able to stand against our male counterparts. We've finally proven that it has nothing to do with our gender we are bankable um because that was always the problem that we weren't seen as um we weren't seen as um something that people could invest in and now that that conversation has changed because so many of us have come out because so many of us are able to even collaborate with one another showing that we are able to work with one another when there's always this idea of a happiness um a lot of conversation is, is really being steered into a positive direction it's finally getting there. When you look at uh, what your male counterparts are being offered in terms of contracts and uh, um, uh, revenue streams, is it yeah. the same as what females are getting in the industry? Not at all. Not at all. Um, I won't even lie to you. Um, it's not the case unless you are 
unless you've, you've reached that level where you're pretty much undeniable. But as I said, it's, it's purely because we still have a long way to go. We still have to create a conversation that, you know, we are able to fill stadiums without having a male counterpart there, that we are able to headline shows um, because these things are just not seen. It's, it's, even now, it's, it's really not seen. Majority of the time, you'll probably only find two or three um, girls on a lineup um, when it's really a conversation of why can't all of them be on the lineup? But it almost feels like there has been kind of like a quota of how many people can be at these shows. So it's constantly a battle just to get onto these lineups. And of course, every single one of us want to do that because this is how we eat. This is how we survive. So it's always, you know, um, it's always a give and take relationship. But at the same time, trying to find a way to still remain respectful to one another with the understanding that this is really going to be, it's going to be a long journey. There's going to be times where this person gets booked. There's going to be times where you don't get booked. Um, but it's really, the conversation has to start. And we shouldn't be afraid to be able to join, you know, those boardrooms to make these conversations possible. And in terms of mentorship from older female and male um, artists, is there any mentorship? Is there any collaborations and perhaps someone coming to show you the ropes as you come into the industry? So for me, it's, I, I, I can honestly say, you know, um, I'm very lucky at the fact that, especially from the male counterparts, they were very, very welcoming with me. And I think because, you know, I I wasn't... I wasn't really sticking to what was expected, which was just the the pretty face girl who says a few lines here and there, but you're still just anesthetic, um, that you're still kind of just a prop. I really, I, I really showed that I had my skill, and I, and the skill that I have was probably even better than my male counterparts at times, you know, and that came with you know it came with a lot of respect it came with a lot of positivity and it came with a lot of welcoming ears and a lot of welcoming features so the likes of you know from from a reason to an aka to um gosh pretty much every single one of them had pretty much welcomed me um but now it was the harder process of being seen as bankable and being seen as brandable um because um if we're being honest with our industry it's pretty much a situation of about 60%, no, I'd say 40% to, yeah, 40% talent and 60% marketing and branding. You know what I mean? So you can be as talented as you want to be, but if the work is not there, if the brand is not there, if the marketing is not there, amazing music just goes unheard. And who's doing your marketing? Because your music has just uh, skyrocketed. Like I've mentioned, most of your singles are singles that we know of. Yeah, thank you so much. I think for me, I just I, I made the choice to work with um, people that I've I've known because I I pretty much had gone through the entire route of being independent to being in a label to kind of re- to leaving a label to going back to independent to now being semi in a label just but just purely in the terms of distribution. But the team that I had, I made the choice to work with people who have pretty much have been with me from the jump, and it was a strategic choice in. Terms terms of not feeling like I had to compete with anybody in terms of attention. And secondly, they also had to work just as hard as me in order to make sure that they eat. Um, so it's people understand, who understood the importance of if this doesn't work out, we are all going to be in a situation. So we all have to really put in the work, every single one of us. Mm.
And and I think it's the team that's behind you that has uh, helped you with your success. And it's very wonderful to know that young people are coming together, collaborating in their various fields yes. within the arts and to ensure yeah. that everyone within the arts gets a piece of the pie. Now, COVID-19 and the lockdown has obviously been a challenge for absolutely every industry. Yes. How have you overcome it? Um, honestly speaking for me, I'm very, very blessed at the fact that um, I didn't just see myself as an artist from the jump. Um, I have an amazing, I had an amazing lawyer who is my sister who let me know the idea of, you know, you have to create a business. You have to make sure that if something goes wrong, if something doesn't work out, that there is something on the side, that there is something sorted in order to help you survive in terms of difficult times. And funny enough, difficult times had arrived. And um, it was, it was really a blessing at the fact that I had registered my company. I'd sorted out, you know, copywriting and, and, and uh, you know, um, sorting out my music. And the most important thing was I made sure I made brand relationships. And that's what pretty much a lot of us and pretty much everybody is really um, surviving on right now. Everyone is doing so much online branding work. I was so thankful for these brands. I know, you know, a few of mine, Literally, the conversation that they had was they know artists are going to go through a really tough time. So their focus at this moment is to create awesome campaigns to make sure that artists are still receiving some type of revenue from them, whether it be online or whatever. So um, that for me has been... Um, it's been it's been really positive in that light. So I know a lot of people who don't have that are probably struggling at this moment. So definitely an advantage for the younger generation when it comes to the 4IR and accepting the 4IR and being able to use it and incorporate it in the arts. Uh, One of the advantages. Uh, You guys need to teach some of us old folk, right? (laughs) 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 To make sure. No, you got it. You're saying it right. No, really, because when when I'm taking a look at uh, even on most of the digital platforms, it's a lot of the younger artists who are putting themselves out there, whereas the older artists um, are really, really struggling. So you are taking the bull by its horns and you are doing the best that you can do and your music is still going out there. And we commend you for that. Thank you so very much, uh, Rouge. We really love your music and appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate you guys for having me on and thank you to your listeners. Excellent. This is Late Night Conversation and we have not stopped. We are not going to stop until midnight. I've got uh, Nick Soul on the line. Remember that you can call in by dialing 0891-104207 or you can SMS us on 41391. If you want to WhatsApp, you can do so on 0614-104107. I see Sbu says, yo, I love Toya, the lazy and uh, Kanjo is also listening in. So yeah, send us those WhatsApp and those voice notes and let's talk about some of the challenges that young people are facing in the arts in the music industry especially as we close off youth month warm welcome to you nick how are you doing i'm all right how are you doing and to all your incredible listeners we are awesome so nick soul you are from nail Sprite. you are an actor you're a musician i mean you're in one of the most popular sabc uh soapies sevendaland and uh, you've also been on skim sam you are just like one of those guys who has been nominated for summer awards you you are up there <laughs> 
Yeah, blessed, blessed, blessed for the opportunities, yeah. Listen, before you, uh, and tell us more about yourself, bless us with a bit of your music. Let's uh, listen to one of your songs. Oh, Nick Ah, booyah, booyah. Oh, those words, your voice, everything about you. So for everyone who's just tuned in, this is SAFM Late Night Conversation. My name is Patricia Ntuli, and we are speaking to young South African artists, the youth that is just making our um, industry a buzz music, musically and also in, in acting on our silver screen and so on. And we are just finding out what some of the challenges that they have faced have been and how they overcome them. So... Everyone else who's tuned in can be able to be inspired. Remember, you can also join in and ask your questions or even give compliments to your artists on uh, our WhatsApp number 0614-104-107 or you can call on 891 You know, um, Nick Sol, as we're listening to your song, oh, uh, so in Cape Town in Fuleni was like, yo, I am enjoying this music and uh, especially all the different artists. Wow. So... Talk to us about this beautiful journey that you have had, Nick Sol. You are an artist that has been Summer Award uh, nominated. You are also an actor in one of the biggest soapies. Uh, yes, um, and I think for me, maybe because, and, I, and I've always said this, is that I was been, I've been so blessed because since I was young, you know, and 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 and, and, and not the lowest of diversities that grew up in Bumalanga, you know, knowing nothing and. I think my calling was very much to be on stage and performing musicals. I played Simba and the Lion King in the UK tour. I've, I've become the only, you know, phantom of the opera of color to play the title role, you know. Um, and, 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 and and those are things that, that, that are very important, that have always been important for me. So I, I, I actually felt like God has blessed me even before I, I even touched, you know, television. You know, TV is just, I guess it's different because then you get to reach uh, a bigger platform. But for me, in stage, I'd already done, you know, the stuff I really wanted to do and prayed for since I was like a little kid, like at, like at least, you know, before my teens when I got on stage and, you know, around age 19, uh, at least 23, I'd already done so much on stage. But TV really opened up, you know, you know platforms for me to explore. And I was like, okay, let me try film and television. And we've done all of that. A few, a lot of films in South Africa that we've done with Abu Atandwa, which was uh, a film that I've done with LGVs. We've done Love by Chance, that's the film. We've done Baby Mamas, we've done Red Room with Kanyibao. Yeah, the list goes on, but it's just, it's a, it, it's a new space for me and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, what a blessed career indeed. Now, Nixol, how do you balance all of this, being a young person? I mean, you yes, you've done theatre, now you are doing um, music plus you are acting on a soapy which is quite demanding how do you find the balance and still enjoying being a young person you know and I, I always say there's no balance <laughs> you know I think it's just really what you know your place, place on this earth to do something you know and I think first it has to satisfy, you know satisfy you and you have to be satisfied too by it and also you have to then take your all your talents and then give them back and multiply them and and, and be great in them. Um, it is difficult. It is not easy at all, at all. But I mean, I wake up every day and I, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful that I can be better. 
and I can try and balance this because acting on its own is not easy. Being in in a soapy every day and having to learn those lines and learn more than 12 scenes a day, you know, and serving the line, playing a doctor, I have so many things to say. You know, I'm learning about everything, as you know, as as I see. But um, I think it's important for me. It is beyond acting. It's just like God has given me this, and I have to share it. And I'm blessed every day that people can say to me, "Yo, we love, we love, we love the music, but we also love the acting." But and every young person is out there, and they really wanna, and they feel like I can sing and act too. I'd say it's not easy, but if your heart is in it, please. Never stop and make sure that every day it's that one thing, one thing you want to really, you know, really do. Would you say that if a parent is listening, I, I understand the young people, but um, Toya Delays was saying that, uh, you know, when you go out, when she came out and said, I want to do music, her family and, and people in her community were like, oh, but we sing as, as Zulu people all the time. Why would you want to go and sing? What would you say to parents who have children who are artistic, who say, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, guardian, I want to become an actor. I want to sing. And this is the career I want to follow. How can that child prove to their parents that this is an industry that can sustain them? Uh, who? Okay. I'll use my example. Because uh, <laughs> I grew up with my grandmother and my grandmother, my late grandmother, and she knew nothing about like, performing on stage, you know, and, and until she was late. And then my mom took me over, you know, and I grew up with her. But um, it's those little things. She always went to the choir competition. And and to be honest with you, I, I never won those competitions. And I remember becoming number two, uh, number three, and until my neighbor said to me, yo, listen, you can start a musical theater, there's something... He just said to me, I think there's more than singing. Look at all your options. And I did. And when I, when I went in there, and, I, and, and, and obviously four years later after graduation, and my mother was always there just watching and supporting, that really gave me so much uh, strength. The support for me was so much important. I didn't know where it was going to go. I had no idea. But the fact that my mother was there, for me, it was so much better. So I just feel like... Um, if, if as a parent you have a kid who sings or acts or does both and they want to be on TV or they want to be on stage or they want to record an album, all you can do is just be there and support because those memories never go away. And we are reminded, reminded of them every day when I'm on stage. I think of my mother, you know, and I'm, a, I'm someone nominated today. It could, have, it could have gone wrong, but, you know, I'm someone nominated today because of my mom. Um, I, I'm, I was seen by the Lion King in the UK tour because of my mother's support. Um, you know, and all the groundbreaking records that we have done is because, you know, at the back of my head when I'm on stage, I'm like, I appreciate that, you know, there's somebody in my family who can say, I don't know what you're doing. I, I may not understand it, but I'll come and watch and support. And that goes a long way. Should be supportive to their to to their children, but yeah. I mean we know that this industry, Nixol, is also very synonymous with the drug and alcohol abuse. How yeah. do you then allay those fears in in parents? Sure, yeah. Look, um, that, that's a whole discussion on its own. But I think um, I think the more involved parents are, you know, and in, in following and supporting their kids. Then and, and, and the more open they are in conversation about what happens and, and the more 
they do the research, you know, and, and following in terms of what happens what happens in the industry. You know, what happens when an artist is not is out out of out of the gig because that happens a lot. You know, what happens when an artist is, is that successful? You know, I think, you know, parents should and, and I know and I, I know it's not easy, you know, but you know, if like like let's put it beyond the situation on the line where you know, you, you don't have to have a degree <laughs> to be your your kid's manager or maybe to support your kids. But I think it's important because you know them better. And before they go out there, there's a manager, there's somebody who's willing to take advantage of them so they can mo- make more money. And that's where the depression comes in. That's where, you know, the, where the money goes away. Because the people who manage the artists out there have no interest at all in loving them, you know, but but making profit out of them. But I, I think parents and family members are much more closer to these people. They know these people. So if you have a, you have a kid who wants to be out there, I just say parents be way closer to your kids than giving them to somebody else in the industry who will profit out of them. I'm not saying that everybody is ready to take advantage of them, but I think it's important that, you know, as, as a family member or a parent, you know them better than anybody out there and it is crazy out there because as much as we enjoy what we do and we love what we do there's there's a lot of people who are waiting you know stand by to be the manager but but only care about the money but not the well-being of the creative let's take a bit of a breather we'll be back to wrap up our conversation i'm speaking to nick soul he is a nasbrae born actor and a musician and summer award nominee Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. This is a SFM Late Night Conversation on 104 to 107 Nationwide. My name is Patricia Ntuli and I'm speaking to Nick Soul, the country's heartthrob, I think, at this moment. So, Nick, uh, you are saying parents encourage your children and uh, for those who want to get into the industry, the industry is still very much open for young and up-and-coming artists. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we we have this hashtag now, you open up the industry. <laughs> you know, and um I think I think it's important. I think um we have to open up space for everybody new. Uh I mean before me there's people like Abutatu Mulam, you know, before me there's incredible actors like Warren Masimula and before Warren and them there's incredible legends like Patrick Shai. So it's it, it, it it continues. It never stops for anybody. I think it's important that I mean, even now, and I, and I've been acting for more than ten years. But I know the shows like, you know, that are happening now. Obviously, I can't mention it because of advertising. But there's a lot of new shows where there's just young actors. And I'm like, oh my, oh wow, oh wow. You know, we the industry is on on its own will open. But all I guess what we can do to contribute is saying, you know, giving props to young actors and saying. Listen, uh, you know, we give it, we're giving you all the props and we're saying congratulations so that next time when it happens to somebody else, you can remember, you know, what we've said and, and, and push the torch forward. And also in music, you know, and, mu- and music is actually not the easiest to do ever. But, you know, I think it's important for those who want to come in and say, look, I have a new voice. We have a Shava, we have Amanda Black, we have a Rouge, we have Ami Faku, we have all these great artists. But, you know, there's always space for new artists and I'm always excited when I hear new sound because there's nothing we can do the space is there 
and and nobody must be afraid to take, to take their space. Mm. Now, I love this hashtag, open up the industry. But how easy is it for the industry to open up to young people? Is there access for young people to just come in and b- break barriers? Oh, yes. I, I was once a young kid, you know, who wanted to be on TV, who came from, from you know, stage success. Somebody gave me a chance on Skim Sam. You know, somebody gave me a chance to play, you know, the role of Sakile. And if if nobody did that, then that you know, then that means there was no space, you know, you know, for for new talent. And even when, now, whether on Skin Seven, what, what happens now with all the great new actors? I'm like so wowed and amazed. I'm like, wow, this is what we want to see. So this there's a, there's so much space. If you, I'm just saying, all the young actors out there, the the, the, the hashtag is is there because maybe I would I would assume that. People always feel like, okay, we see the same actors. That will always happen. You know, there will always be a Taraji. There will always be a Viola Davis, you know. There will always be, you know, all these incredible actors, even locally that we we watch, and they become consistent in what they do, you know. And, and that's what happens, you know, in, mm-hmm. any, in any business. But I think uh, the space for young actors happens. I mean, we have a show on Netflix right now, you know, you know that's, that that has literally been so successful in many countries that only deals with young actors, and I was so thrilled to see that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so very much, and I think you've encouraged a lot of young people and parents to just understand this industry and to have hope in it that there will be space for everyone, whether it's acting or in music. Nick Sol, more strength to your bow. We really appreciate your time this evening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> We are celebrating Youth Style, uh, Youth Month, the closing of Youth Month in style by speaking to young artists in South Africa. And uh, the last one is uh, none other than Langa Mavuso, who's a singer, a songwriter and a performer. Langa, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for, for talking to me tonight. I'm so excited to have you because you are one of those artists who who has graduated, has taken the, 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 the this this craft, this music, this industry um, very seriously because you graduated from the National School of the Arts, then where you studied uh, dramatic arts for three years and then you went into contemporary music, then you moved on to Rhodes University and then the University of Cape Town, your, the South African College of Music and studied jazz performance. One thing I want to do is play one of your songs and then we come back to you, okay? Perfect. Let's do that. I lost love. I lost love. Oh, man. Langama Vuso. This love lost song is just pulling at every single side of my heart in the right direction by the way so this is SFM <laughs> leading the late night conversation we are closing off youth month in grand style with south african young artists who are telling us about their journey their struggles and also their victories so that we can celebrate them because they are the voice when it comes to the arts and the industry right now i've got lang amavuso and we've just heard his most beautiful song is this a personal song lang yeah, I, I, I'm, to be honest with you, all of my songs are personal. Um, yeah, very, very personal. It's a, it's a song about um, about a love that, that um, I'd lost in, in my final year of high school. Um, my first love committed suicide, and it was a painful thing to go through. 
But with growth and with time, I was able to accept it and find closure and peace. And I wanted to remember that love um, in a joyful way, in a in a peaceful way, in an acceptable way. And so this is it. Love Lost is is, uh, is that song, and and I, I claim um, the love um, and I claim the joy because I say it in the title that I didn't lose, but love lost. Hmm. So is this a sad song or is this one of those songs that I can also use if I want to just remember a, um, a partner who lives on another part of the world? This is definitely not a sad song, you know. Hmm. Um, I think it was so important for me to share uh, a story about love, uh, even though I was no longer present in it, but I was able to enjoy the memories, you know, uh, the chorus so beautifully uh, says, I, I still remember when we first kissed and I still remember when we first met, you know. Um, you've got a new life and your soul has flown a new flight. I wish I could see you there, my love, you know. There's so much love in it. There's so much joy. It's, it's, it's not sad at all. No, mm. that's not the intention. Well, one thing for sure, it is a very beautiful song, but what makes it even more Thank beautiful, uh, the lyrics and your vocal ability, Langa. Oh, Langa Mavoso, your vocal <laughs> ability is something else. I mean, I, and I understand this definitely comes from the training that you've received. Let's talk about some of the challenges that artists who come into the industry without formal music training get and face. Yeah, I think I think um, I, I always say to people that for me talent trumps a lot of um, institutionalized knowledge. Um, so for me, talent comes first. But but what I what I would have noticed are the struggles of musicians who come in and haven't been in this space is that they kind of struggle to, to connect with other musicians because they haven't been in an environment where um, they're easily. Uh, communicating and, and growing with other musicians. Um, and it's also sometimes the language, you know, it can be very intimidating to get into a rehearsal uh, with big musicians who have done this for a long time and have to articulate your ideas and um, and what's in your head to them. It, it can be very intimidating. And I think that's what the education helps you with more than anything. It just gives you the confidence and the boost to, 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 to speak and to know that um, your ideas and uh, and what you're trying to put across is is definitely sound and it, and it makes sense. So, yeah, I, I would say it just it, it's just being able to to not be shaken or moved by people when when you when you use your voice or when you use your gift. So, yeah, it's yeah. I think that that would be the one thing I've noticed. With a fourth industrial revolution right at our helms and especially being forced into going digital by uh, the COVID-19, mm-hmm. are things like CD sales still uh, a way of making money? I wouldn't say you primarily want to make money out of it, but I do think there's a sentimental element to it uh, for some people. I, I for one, I, I'm, as I'm releasing my debut album, I'm excited to also release a vinyl version of it because I have a, a vinyl player in my house and I collect vinyls. And I think there's still such a beautiful um, thing that happens when you just kind of let the pen hit that wax and, 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 and you hear the crackle in the, in the music and, and you really kind of experience it in a different way. I, I, I mean, we, we definitely live in a digital world and I, and I enjoy 
um, the benefits of it. Um, but I do think there's there's, there's small moments when when we want to to really unplug and 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 really enjoy life uh, in the simplest way. So I wouldn't say it's a it's an income generating space, but I do think that it, it has some some value um, that is sentimental to to the person who listens. You know, so yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I think it has its place in, in a way. So CDs are still being printed by young artists as much as vinyls are being printed? It's not as much, but I think they are still being printed. I do remember Ami being number one at, at Musica recently with her, her last album. So from, from from just kind of observing that, I do think that there are still people who are who are purchasing CDs. And I also think it's important to, to remember the, the context that we live in in South Africa. Um, the internet and, and technology is is not prevalent in every part of, of, of our landscape. And it's still a privilege to, to have the kind of access and the kind of privilege to, to, to have that direct connection and to, and to be completely reliant on an online uh, space when I think there's still a huge percentage of this country who don't even have proper running water or, or bridges or, or roads to go to school, uh, let alone a connection to the internet. So I do think it's sometimes important to to remember the mediums that are able to, to, to reach people, like radio, you know. Uh, if I'm in Kizudenikai, I know that I can listen and tune in to, to an SAFM because that radio connects. Uh, far and wide, and that, and that communication can can inform me to go. Oh, Langa has a new song. I can go to the shop and see if they've printed a, a CD, and we can play it in the high fire at home. You know, um, and 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 I think those traditional mediums definitely still have their place in some way, um, especially in a context like ours. You know, Lang, I'm glad that you're touching on some of the, the, the social issues that young people are facing in South Africa, especially those who are far from the, the bigger cities. And um, even Fang De Rhythm mentioned the fact that one of the biggest issues would be the issue of data cost and to be able to infiltrate the, the industry right now as a young person. Even things like auditions, people are asking for them via, via tapes that would be then um, emailed or, you know, uh, WhatsApped. And if you don't have access, to these things, then what the industry then, becomes difficult. Yeah. yeah. Now you you have been able to go through these particular barriers and actually break them because we see you here, you know, attracting a lot of big brands. I won't mention names, obvious for obvious mm. reasons. But how have you managed to break into the music industry, but also break into brands being able to recognize you as a force to be reckoned with, and also wanting to join forces with you? Um. Yeah. This- this is very true. For me, in in terms of, of of the music space, I started working in music at 17, um, and it was through reading a newspaper. We had a tradition at home of, of every Sunday, my dad would have all the papers, and we would pass them around, and we would read the paper together as a family. And this one day, I opened Lifestyle, and I read this article about Spokwatambo, and at the end, there's an email address, you know, and I had my little phone, um, and I, it was a BlackBerry then, so data was actually more accessible in that time. Uh, it was cheap, it was like 60 rand for the entire month. Um, and I and I recorded myself on the phone and I sent him an email asking him to be backing vocals or whatever he might need a vocalist for. Three months later, he answered and I was sessioning for him. And that, that gave me the courage to always uh, 
try to get into the spaces that I want to be in. Uh, being around other musicians gave me the access to work in music and to meet my peers in music. Uh, I did a lot of corporates in my in my in my varsity life, which opened me up to very many um, kinds of artists and people and stakeholders in the industry, which uh, kind of gave me an in um, in the music industry, just not at the forefront where you are famous. You know, so I had a very a good foundation um, in the industry in that light, and and I and I and I and I was able to write and and and, and create music um, and put it out and have the support of many people in the industry uh, because of those relationships that I built over the years. Um, and I think that that that's what it's been for a long time is is, is strong relationships and um, and and just showing people that I'm someone that you can trust uh, with. Um, sharing a message um and and that's what most of the most most of the work that i've done in collaboration with, with some of the big brands has been about you know it's been about very strong stories that we can share with people um but also just lending my voice to to something that is intrinsically me you know um it's never been anything far away from who i am already but more more than anything it's been me amplifying a part of myself so i think I always say to people, it's important to um, to, to to harness and, and and understand your craft, to find your voice, to work really hard, and everything else follows. Because once once you find your voice, you live in a, in, in in the fullness of of your authenticity, and that will make people be attracted to 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 who you are. Because when you tell the truth, and when you sing it, in my case. Um, people are able to see that fairness and that truth and they're able to relate. And I think that's, that's where it comes from more than anything. Mm, Langa, find your voice and be authentic to who you are. Well done on such a successful career at such a young Thank age you. and always just uh, going for what you want. You've really inspired me and I'm sure a lot of other people will tuned in. Thank you so very much. We're going to be looking out for all your music on the digital platforms. I think we are going to be finding it there. Yes, yes, thank you. Just search Langa Mavosa and thank you for, for speaking to me and thank you for the listeners thank who you have very uh, much. indulged us. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, Langa. Cheers. Well, it is midnight and uh, Youth Month is over as we enter July. And you know July is a very important month for us as South Africans because we've got uh, the Mandela Day and uh, it is a month that we just commemorate uh, the strength that um, Nelson Mandela, um, you know, brought in into our country. So a new month has started. Happy new month to you and yours. And we'll be back again at 10 until midnight from myself, Patricia Ntuli, alongside with the A-Team, Phineas Ndoba, uh, Benzito Ricotso. May the goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.